The Lord is with you. The Word became flesh and dwells among us. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. And a happy new year and a happy Christmas to us all this morning here in the nave at Marsh Chapel in the heart of Boston University, here through National Public Radio, WBUR 90.9 FM, and here through webcast and podcast throughout the world on our website, bu.edu slash chapel. Dean Hill is on semester break for intercession with his family, and we look forward to his return next week. The 14th begins the start of classes, and please go to our website for information about first week activities, as well as activities throughout the term. We are graced this morning with the presence of In Coro Novo as our choir under the direction of Therese Provenzano and our own Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett is our organist. The service is read by Tim Hall and Jerry Catherine Warden and I am the preacher and celebrant Victoria Hart Gaskell. I invite you to our ritual of friendship. Please sign the red books at the end of the pew so that we can get to know you a little bit better. And we are all invited to potluck lunch this afternoon, um, immediately after the service downstairs. Um, if you haven't brought anything today, please don't let that stop you from joining us. Somehow there is always enough. In the beginning of 2009, dearly beloved, let us worship God with our hymn number 250.
us pray together. Gracious God, you make all things new in heaven and on earth. We come to you in a new year with new desires and old fears, new decisions and old controversies, new dreams and old weaknesses. Because you are a God of hope, we know that you create all the possibilities of the future. Because you are a God of love, we know that you accept the mistakes of the past. Because you are the God of our faith, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and praise. We come into your presence with gladness and a joyful noise, and we serve and bless you. Amen. Lesson from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 7 through 14. Listen for the word of God. For thus says God, Sing aloud with gladness for the tribes of Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Save, O God, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor together. A great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path, in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a parent to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of God, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, the one who scattered Israel will gather Israel and will keep the people as a shepherd a flock. For God has ransomed the tribes of Jacob and has redeemed them from hands too strong for them. 
They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of God, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
say responsively verses from Psalm 147 with the antiphon. strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your children within you, who grants peace within your borders and fills you with the finest of wheat. God sends out commands to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like gold and scatters frost like ashes and hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand against God's cold? God sends out a word and melts them, and makes the wind blow and the waters flow. God declares the word to the tribes of Jacob and statutes and ordinances to Israel. God has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know God's ordinances. Praise our God. people of God, rise up for the singing of the Gloria Day and the reading of the Gospel. of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. 
He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or the will of the flesh, or the will of humanity, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a parent's only child and heir, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Today is the first Sunday in this year of our Lord, 2009. It is also the second Sunday of the season of Christmas. This means that we begin the new calendar year with Jesus born into the world yet again. So what real difference will this birth make? This is not a sarcastic or rhetorical question. It is the question for us in this space and time. 2008 was tough, beloved. The toasts to its ending were just as, if not more, heartfelt than the toasts to the New Year's beginning. If the presence of God makes no difference in the world, if we cannot witness to any real difference in our lives because Christ is born, then the world in many ways remains indeed a dark, hopeless place for us and for the world, and not just in a cold New England January, in a cold New England sanctuary. Two called John knew the importance of witness to the presence of God. The first John is the one sent by God, who is known to us now as John the Baptist. He is sent to witness. A witness does two things. A witness sees for oneself, and a witness testifies that something is true. John witnessed to the coming of God's presence into the world. He witnessed so that people could believe in that company, and so they could take courage in the fulfillment of God's commands and promises. When John had seen for himself that God's presence really had come into the world, John testified to Jesus as that presence. In fact, it was so important for John to carry out his mission to witness to, that the presence of God really was in the world that he gave over his own importance. 
he did not witness to himself. He said that Christ outranked him. He witnessed to Jesus, who as God's presence on earth came before him. John the Baptist witnessed to who and what the presence of God was for him. He witnessed so that others might believe that God had kept God's promises, that God was with the people. The other called John, who was either the writer or the community of writers of the Gospel of John, came later. By this time, Jesus had accomplished his life and work. This John and his community had experienced Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for themselves. The community had at the same time also undergone great turmoil and bitter conflict. John the Gospeler witnesses to their experience of God's presence with them as light. Light that is available to everyone. Light that shines in the darkness. Light that the darkness does not overcome. Light that is the glory of God's dear child and heir, full of grace and truth. John witnesses to the word of God that is from forever and personally divine that creates and heals and redeems, who takes on our human body and life and lives in our neighborhood, who gives us power also to be children of God, who gives grace, grace over and over again. John witnesses to who and what the presence of God was for him and for his community. He witnesses to strengthen their own faith. He witnesses to bring others to faith in Jesus as the presence of God in their lives. John witnesses so that those who believe can themselves become children of God. Can I get a witness is the call of English evangelical and African-American and many other preachers. Preachers who preach of the particular grace and presence of God in people's real lives in the real world. Those in the congregation who have experienced God's grace and presence in those ways answer with, Amen. Now don't worry. This is only a suggestion and something to think about for a future time. I am not necessarily going to ask you that, although we never know how the spirit will move. But just remember that phrase, can I get a witness? And the answer is, amen. This is the beginning of a new year full of hope and promise. It is also the beginning of a year that is already full of fear and discouragement. Can I get a witness? Is, ah, excellent, because that is also God's call to us this morning. How might we answer amen in any way and always 
to that call? How can we, like John the Baptist and John Gospeler, testify to the grace and presence of God in our lives so that we and our communities and the world can know that God is with us to grace and empower us? There are clues in our scripture this morning. First, it seems to be important to know who and what the presence of God is, in particular, for us here and now. John the Baptist witnessed to power and authority. John the Gospeler witnessed to light and truth and the word made flesh amongst us and to grace. That was who and what God was for them. It may be certainly who and what God is for us as well. Or their witness to these kinds of presence may also provide aspects of God that we can begin to recognize in our lives, especially if we are in one of those times where we're not sure where to look for the presence of God at first or at all. Those times do come. And it also may be that God's presence is real to us in other and different ways. People write in testimonials all the time to Marla Silly, the fly lady. They witness to the presence and power of God in their lives through their shiny sinks and through their timers set for 15 minutes. Along with Marla, they testify to the fact that you can do anything for 15 minutes. Now this may seem a little odd, unless you are born not organized. And suddenly, through a shiny sink and a timer set for 15 minutes, you can begin to see organizational sanity you begin to see the fruits of organizational sanity in your home, in your finances, in your relationships with your family and friends and your work, through these baby steps with God. For those of you who are born organized, I congratulate you for what you are spared. For those of us who are not, the presence and power of God through Marla's work through our timers and our sinks, our grace. We are all different. Our lives are different. Our communities are different. And our ministries are different. As my preaching professor, Christer Stendhal, used to say, specificity is everything. So what and who is the specific presence of God for each one of us. What and who is the specific presence of God for all of us together? To what specifically can we, in our lives, in 2009, specifically say, Amen? Second, we cannot discount the darkness and its power even to the rejection of the light. Next Sunday, January 11th, is Human Trafficking Awareness Day. 
Human trafficking is the process by which adults and children are sold into modern-day slavery. If we put all the misery of the world into the top of the funnel of human life, all the greed, corruption, disease, poverty, sexism, racism, desperation, war, and famine, what comes out at the bottom is human trafficking into slavery. The power of darkness indeed, thick and murky with despair, and the seeming death of hope. And yet, the light shines in the darkness. David Batstone, founder of the Not For Sale campaign to end slavery in our lifetime, also wrote a book, Not For Sale, the return of the global slave trade and how we can fight it. In his book, he writes, that, in fact, was the unexpected surprise of my journey to monitor the rise of modern global slavery. I had steeled myself emotionally to end up in the depths of depression and despair. To be honest, I made some unpleasant stops in my journey and then he talks about a brothel in which small children were for sale. But my journey did not end at the station of despair. The prime reason. I met a heroic ensemble of abolitionists who refused to relent. These modern heroes do not expend their energy handicapping the odds against the anti-slavery movement. They simply refuse to accept a world where one individual can be held as the property of another. The darkness may reject the light, but it does not overcome the light. Instead, the light shines in the darkness, guides the way through the darkness, even transforms the darkness into more light. Who or what is the light in our darkness? In the darkness of our communities, in the darkness of the world. In who and in what do we say amen to the light of God? Finally, to witness means to claim who we are in relation to the presence of God in the world. It is to speak and act out of that truth. We who believe in the presence of God as revealed in the world in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given our own power and grace as also beloved children of God. So as we are called to witness, so we are able to witness to the presence of God in our lives and in the world. Now it is true that witness to any kind of hope or grace may seem awkward or lonely at first. Barry Neal Kaufman of the Option Institute, with his wife, Samaria Light Kaufman, years ago began to work with their autistic son in what were then somewhat unorthodox ways. 
they not only helped their son into full engagement with the world and helped thousands of other people, but Barry's books are now read as contributory to what is now orthodox practice in, in autism. He has testified to a certain sense of isolation at the beginning. But then he witnessed in a program to the effect that as we put ourselves out there, others are attracted to the hope and effect of what we say and experience. They will join us to see and experience this hope and effect for themselves. This is not power and grace over ourselves or others or the world. It is power and grace with ourselves and others and the world. As the great witness of India, D.T. Niles, once said, it is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, the bread of God's presence in the world. So today, as on every Communion Sunday, the first Sunday of every month, and on Wednesday evenings during the term, and on other occasions as well, we all are offered the energy and comfort and power of bread and wine. We pray in the confidence and power of the Holy Spirit that the bread and wine are to us the real presence of Christ in our lives. And seeing the Christ in each other's faces around the table, we pray that we are now Christ's body of witness in the world through what we say and what we do. Can I get a witness, calls God. Can I get a witness to my presence in a world begging for the nourishment of grace and hope? Can I get a witness? At this beginning of this new year, let us all answer, Amen.
Christ is born, give him glory. Christ has come down from heaven, receive him. Christ is now on earth, exalt him. O you earth, sing to the Lord. O you nations, praise him in joy. For Jesus Christ has been glorified. Blessed be God, now and forever. Amen.
and giving God, who has blessed us with a new year full of opportunities and surprises, we offer these gifts to you that you might use them to further your kingdom in and throughout this world, this year and many years to come. Through Jesus Christ, your humble servant. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard our cry in need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are Glory to God. Amen. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ is always with you and also with you. Let us exchange signs of that peace and reconciliation. to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth, or you had formed the earth, from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth light on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven and giving voice to all creation, we praise your name and join the unending hymn.
fully are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent angels and a star to guide the first witnesses to where the Christ was born. And in your signs and witnesses in every age and through all the world, you have led your people from far places to his light. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. We remember that on the night he gave himself up for us, Christ Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks and blessed the bread, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, all of you. This is my body, broken for you. Each time you eat this, remember me. Likewise, after supper, he took a cup, and when he had given thanks and blessed it, he gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink this, remember me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Almighty God, who has brought in the new year with a cool winter chill, warm our hearts so that our spirits and minds might be turned towards you, seeking your warm and loving embrace throughout the new year. Lord of peace, Bless our troubling world. Let your peace be known in the hearts, minds, and souls of people throughout the world. Bring comfort to those suffering and in distress. Let all those who have troubling minds and spirits and bodies know your warm peace, knowing also the promises you have given to your children. Father God, bless the Universal Church and its leaders, its members, and its mission. Unite us in this new year so that we, the Church, may be a beacon of light, hope, and love in all corners of this world, sharing and revealing your peace and promises to a hurting world in need of your embrace. Lord of Heaven, use Marsh Chapel as a witness to be you, the neighboring community, and the world. Let us be the hands and the feet of the Universal Church to those near and far. Bless this congregation. Allow us to shine your light of hope and love as we join together as one Marsh Chapel family to make your loving and peaceful presence known in our world. Let this new year be a year given to you, opening ourselves as a congregation for your spirit to move and work in mysterious and wondrous ways. We ask all this in your Son's most precious and holy name. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, 
one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All are welcome at the Lord's table. There is grape juice in the chalice on the lectern side and wine in the chalice on the pulpit side. There is also gluten-free bread available. You have only to ask. There are other invitations in your bulletin. Look, the bread of heaven is broken for the life of the world. Look, the cup of salvation is poured out for the life of the world. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let us keep this feast with joy and thanksgiving. Let us say together, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace.
beloved, let us pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. with grace, with power, with courage. In the name of that one who makes us, who loves us, who keeps us in everything, as we are the witnesses. Amen. Amen. 